You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, here we roll on an open forum Wednesday. Hope you are doing well. Boy, do we have a lot to talk about today. The NBA playoffs with Devin Booker with a hamstring issue. Looks like he will not be available for at least games three and four. How will that impact that series? You got Memphis, who evened up their series. And then, of course, uh, you know, you've got a series now with the I mean, I think tonight's game is an absolute dandy in terms of what's going to happen in this series, okay? You've got Brooklyn and Boston. That game starts in an hour. Philly at Toronto, Chicago at Milwaukee. The Brooklyn-Boston game, Ben Simmons is on track to come back for game four. So keep that in mind as Brooklyn tries to even up this series at a game apiece, all right? You've got Chicago at Milwaukee tonight, Philly at Toronto. But that series now with the Phoenix Suns and the New Orleans Pelicans without without Devin Booker for at least games three and four, I think is significant. Significant. All right. Miami is up to love. No surprise there. But now all of a sudden you got. Memphis and Minnesota, New Orleans and Phoenix tied at a game apiece. All right, so we can talk about that. Something else that I wanted to get into today. Wimbledon has said no to tennis players from Russia and Belarus. They are not going to be playing at Wimbledon this summer. All right. That is a lot of top ranked players that are going to be out at Wimbledon. So if you're from Russia or Belarus, you are not allowed to compete this year due to the invasion of Ukraine. How do you feel about this? I mean, they don't have a say in the matter of what their government does. They have nothing to do with the invasion of Ukraine. Most of the players that we're speaking about have publicly come out and condemned the invasion of Ukraine. What kind of message are we sending now? And what does this mean? What is the domino effect of Wimbledon banning players? Okay. If you are a Russian citizen and you are over in America, for instance, if you are a Russian 
citizen living in another part of the world. Do you have to be fearful for retaliation, even though you have nothing to do with the invasion of Ukraine? What about Alex Ovechkin, who, by the way, has always been a supporter of Vladimir Putin? Alexander Ovechkin, leading up to the war and after the invasion, spoken about the war, saying he wants peace. He doesn't, he's not for the war. Alex Ovechkin still playing with the Washington Capitals. I think he should be. Where do we, where are we heading with Wimbledon saying no? Are we going to ban players in the National Hockey League from Russia when the Stanley Cup playoffs start? I mean, where do we go with this? Right? Where do we go with this? I, I don't understand. Now, these individuals that we're talking about can compete in next month's French Open. All right? They can compete in the French Open. However, they have to enter the event as neutral athletes. Now, what the hell does that mean? Okay? I mean, that's stupid. Stupid. The U.S. Open, by the way, said earlier today it has not made a decision regarding players from Russia and Belarus competing in the tournament that begins at the end of August. The reason why I say it's stupid is so Russian and Belarusian players can compete at the French Open, but as neutral athletes. We all know that Daniel is Russian. All right, so he's going to enter as a neutral athlete. Well, what does that mean? It means he's not Russian anymore? I mean, it's stupid, in my opinion. It really is. So we'll see. The chairman of the All England Club in Wimbledon said, quote, we recognize that this is hard on the individuals affected, and it is with sadness that they will suffer for the actions of the leaders of the Russian regime. We have very carefully considered the alternative measures that might be taken within the UK government guidance, but given the high profile environment of the championships, the importance of not allowing sport to be used to promote the Russian regime and our border concerns for public and player safety, we do not believe it is viable to proceed on any other basis at the championships. Now, let me ask you a question, all right? Like Med Medvedev, the other Russian and Belarus players are gonna use the sport to promote the Russian regime? Seriously? I mean, come on now. That's That's just stupid. So the Russian players in the National Hockey League are going to promote the Russian regime? Come on. I mean, stop it already, would you please? I, I don't know how you feel about that, but I, I'm this doesn't sit well with me. You know? I, I don't know. I really don't. So you have 
some current and former tennis players from Ukraine, by the way, putting up a statement on Twitter today that called on the World Tennis Association and the ATP and the International Tennis Federation to ask players representing Russia and Belarus whether they support the invasion of Ukraine. Quote, in times of crisis, silence means agreeing with what is happening. We noticed that some Russian and Belarusian players at some point vaguely mentioned the war, but never clearly stating that Russia and Belarus started it on the territory of Ukraine. Again, I, 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 don't, I don't agree with that, okay? I don't agree with that. These individuals from Russia and Belarus have family members that live in an area of the world where things are done differently than in the United States. I think we can safely say that. So you want, according to that post, Russians and the players from Belarus to publicly condemn the government, right? With their family members living in their homeland? I don't know. Again, this is a very complicated issue. Very complicated. I would love to know how you feel about this. On the surface, I'm not in favor of it. I'm really not. I also will tell you, I can't watch the news anymore. I, I am just, I can't watch it. I tried. I can't watch the video from Ukraine anymore and, and read the horrific, I mean horrific accounts of what is going on to so many civilians over there. I can't do it. I, I can't. It, it absolutely bothers me to my core. But now you're going to tell me that several players are not going to be able to participate at Wimbledon. Uh, I mean, you got number two, number eight, number 26, and number 30 from the ATP. From the World Tennis Association, you have number four ranked in the world, 15, 18, 26, and 29. I don't know. How do you feel about that? Let me know. Hit your hand icon. All right. Uh, what about Debo Samuel? Debo Samuel has asked for a trade. And with the NFL draft coming up next week, are the 49ers going to grant his wish? How are the 49ers better without Jimmy Garoppolo and Debo Samuel? Again, we may be having a discussion in a year or two or three and talking about how great Trey Lance is. We, I don't have a crystal ball any more than you do. But as we sit here and talk on April 20th, how are the 49ers better without Debo Samuel and Jimmy Garoppolo? I, I don't know. I mean, we know that the talk from the Niners front office and ownership is they want to keep Debo Samuel for a long time. No question. But... Samuel and Niners are not on the same page right now. He's entering the final year of his rookie deal. And he's upset that there's no deal. That there's no extension. I mean, Devontae Adams just got 
$28.5 million per season after the Raiders acquired him. The Dolphins just gave Tyree Kill a deal averaging $30 million a season. Buffalo's Stephon Diggs got a very lucrative deal. And so Debo Samuel is saying, where's my money? Now, we know that Nick Bosa is going to get a max deal. I mean, what do you do if you're San Francisco? What do you do? What do you do? Kyle Shanahan has said, but we need to figure it out. Talking about Samuel and Bosa, those are guys who have earned a lot. Two guys that I'm hoping that they are Niners forever, or at least as long as I'm here. What's going to happen? Are the 49ers, are they handcuffed here? Are they in a position where they're going to have to trade Debo Samuel because they can't pay him? What a mess. Seriously, what a mess if you are a fan of the 49ers. Speaking of a fan of a team, did you see the attendance in Oakland last night for the A's game? Less than 3,000. 700 fans announced announced attendance less than 3,700. How embarrassing is that? Oh, yeah, and by the way, the A's are 7-5. and five. But if you read the accounts, the stadium is operating with the lowest efficiency possible. I've heard that the concession stands are not really accessible, the ones that are open. It's understaffed. Fans that do want to go to the concessions take forever just to get a simple item. I've been seeing that on social media. You have a lot of other issues with the stadium. But think about that. Less than 3,700 people in attendance last night. How about that? How about that? That's unbelievable, isn't it? And again, the A's, by the way, seven and five for the opener at home, they had 17,500, which also was horrible. Awful. But that's where we're at. I, I don't see any way in the world the A's are playing in Oakland after this year. I just don't. All right. I want to hear from you. All right. Give me your thoughts. NBA playoffs, Wimbledon, Samuel. What do you think? Let me hear from you. Hit your hand icon, raise your hand, and we will put you right up on stage. No show tomorrow. I got a travel day tomorrow, and then I'll be back with you on Friday. Not sure yet about the time for Friday, but we'll work on that. I will 100% be doing a show, though, on Friday. 100%. But tomorrow, I will be in the air, so I can't do it. All right, let's get to some phone calls. Let's get the show rolling here with some uh, people and we uh, check in first with Jeff. Jeff, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you, Grant. How are you doing today? Good, thank you. Yeah, you know, I wanted to talk about the Pelicans last night. I was impressed that they didn't fold like a cheap tent down the stretch. You know, the uh, the Kings were there. Uh, they would have just that would have happened. You know, the Kings can't put anybody away. And uh, I know Booker was hurt, but still. 
I mean, they hustled and I mean, they did, they didn't give up. They, you know, they know that they're like the eighth seed and the Phoenix was at home. They're the way better, you know, better team, you know, they shouldn't even be in the tournament probably. And, yep. uh, they, they somehow pulled out a win. You think, uh, the Lakers wish they had Brandon Ingram back? Oh, gee. <laughs> how right? about Randall? <laughs> well, not only that, I mean, look at all the players around the league that are former Lakers. Uh, D'Angelo Russell. I mean, we can go on and on. There are a lot of them. Caruso. I mean, uh, Kuzma. Ball. Ball. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, it's pretty amazing when you think about that. But how good is Brandon Brandon Ingram? Wow. I know. It, and the other guy I was thinking of is in hog heaven. Is our old buddy, Belisa. Uh, Belisa that was on the Kings. He goes yeah. from uh, Belisa. Yeah. He goes from yeah. he goes from the Dumpy Kings to be on the Warriors. He man, did he he hit the lotto? <laughs> well, he was in Miami in between. Yeah, he right. went from Sacramento to Miami, Miami then out to Golden State. Right, right. So, anyways, I wanted to talk about the Debo thing, and uh, from all the shows today, it was a main main topic on the sports talk shows. Yeah. And the consensus is they're thinking Salah for the Jets is going to go after him because it, they have uh, Lafleur, I think, is there, the former 49ers. Yep. Uh, and but do they get the four, the ten? Uh, do, do the Jets have? I mean, I'm not familiar with the Jets's roster. I mean, do they? It's have, terrible. Yeah. Do they? Ha I thought their defense of line was not bad, uh, from what I. Thought, but uh, I mean, is there any player that I mean they could throw in plus the draft? Picks? Well, I don't know what the I don't I don't know what the 49ers would want. I mean, obviously, the Jets have uh, failed miserably in free agency this offseason trying to get Zach Wilson, you know, a legitimate go-to guy, and you know they wanted to get Tyreek Hill. He went to Miami. So I, yes, do I think they would like Debo Samuel? Yes, absolutely. What's it going to take to get him? You know, that remains to be seen. Right. You know, and there's the limelight of New York, as you know. You know how that is. And and I think he's from the East Coast. So uh, so I don't know if he, he will be willing to go there. And uh, But uh, I guess you shouldn't be held hostage by uh, one guy. But he is. I mean, I love the guy. I mean, the guy's a great player. But the way they use him, 30-something percent as a running back, Sooner or later, he's going to get hurt. The 49ers always, their running backs, Mostert, uh, Mitchell, uh, all those guys usually get hurt because they run the damn ball so much and they have, they're loaded with injuries. Well, you know, it's a contact sport. Uh, a lot of guys get hurt. It's part of the deal. And I understand that you think if you're going to get the ball in the backfield, you're more susceptible to injuries. But Wide receivers are, are getting hit all over the field. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, you, you can say that's true, but you can also say that the 49ers, if you just think about them right now, not knowing who you could get in return, but if you take Debo Samuel off that offense and what he did, that team looks dramatically different to me. It looks dramatically know. different. And what's it say about Trey Lance? I mean, he doesn't well, have confidence doesn't have confidence in him we don't know about trey lance yet we're going to find out beginning in september because he's in all likelihood going to be the starting quarterback we're going to no, find I, out 
I, what I'm saying is Debo Sam, Samuel doesn't have very much confidence in him or else he'd be, you know, more flexible. I don't think so. I don't, I don't agree with that. I, I know that some have said that I'm not on that page. I think Debo Samuel is about one thing and one thing only right now. And that is getting paid. I don't think it has anything to do with Trey Lance versus Garoppolo. I think it's entirely about his contract. He's seeing what other receivers around the league have received and he wants his money. He's got one year left on his deal. He feels that he has earned an extension. Personally, I don't think it has anything to do with Trey Lance. Okay. Yeah, the four million he's getting a year is is way low. I mean, he does. Well, did he sign it? Did he sign his deal, or did somebody else sign it? <laughs> did he I, sign I, his yeah. contract? Did he? Did he? Did he take pen to paper and sign his contract? Yes, he did. Okay, he's got one year left on his deal. So you could make the argument, okay, that he's in the wrong here. That the 49ers have honored his deal, and why? Why do they have to give him a deal? when he has one year left. I mean, you could make that argument. So, you know, Samuel is the guy that's got one year left on his deal and he's right. demanding a trade. Well, you know, again, this is, this is now high stakes poker. We're going to see who, who blinks first. Right. Right. So who, who do you got tonight, Brooklyn or Boston? Um, I think Brooklyn's going to find out a way to win this game. Right. Yeah. Uh, All right. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Celtics, Got 20 from Hartford and Smart. They, I mean, everybody, they played their A game. Durant was off the other night. And yeah, they that's only, correct. They, they, they only beat him by a layup. So that's got to yep. tell you something. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate the phone call. Have a good rest of the day. Really appreciate you uh, checking in. All right, let's move along. We get to uh, some more phone calls here on Listen Up on this Open Forum Wednesday with Jerry. Hey, Jerry. Hey, Grant. What's up? Hey, bud. Hey, uh, question. Uh, you're the GM for the 49ers. You can only choose one player, uh, Samuel or uh, Bosa. Who would you take? Oh, not, e not even close. I'm taking Bosa in a heartbeat. Okay. I All mean, right. Bosa is clearly one of the best players in the National Football League. Samuel plays a position where, as Jeff was pointing out, is more susceptible to injuries. And I think it's easier, not easy, but easier to replace a wide receiver than it is one of the best edge rushers in all of football. And Grant, what do you think about this? Like the reason why Bosa, I mean, uh, uh, Samuel's being difficult is because remember running back and receiver. Uh, so he's thinking about his future being being hurt or not yeah. being able to play. So that's why he probably yeah. wants his cash. There's no question. That's exactly why. Uh, and, but, but be careful what you wish for, because, you know, if you think that, Going to New York, if that's where you go, I still think the Jets are a few years away from being really good. So, you know, but but Samuel's got a lot of confidence in himself, but just be careful what you wish for is what I'm saying. And Grant, one more thing uh, about the A's and their poor, uh, poor attendance. Do you think anything that has to do with uh, the way ownership is running that franchise? 100%, absolutely. Now, I, I, I backed up the ownership in terms of, they are competitive pretty much every year. And you can you look at the last several years and playoff appearances, but that's all they do. I mean, the, the, again, I just pointed out some social media posts from fans right. at the Coliseum the last two nights talking about how embarrassing it is just trying to go out and get a soda or popcorn or a Coke or whatever. I mean, it, I mean, it just, it's a horribly run franchise. You really can't deny that. Grant. So you see them going to a Vegas? Well, I 
they see them moving out of Oakland. Uh, Vegas seems to be the front runner, but I would be shocked if they're in Oakland after this year. I'd be shocked. Love the show, Grant. Thank you. All right, Jerry. Thank you. I don't think Major League Baseball can allow a team that's drawn three and 4,000 people a game. I, I just don't see it. I really don't. Uh, they are underway, too, in Oakland, uh, and it is uh, no score in the bottom of the first. All right? And again, the A is off to a good start. You know, they, everyone thought they would be terrible, and they might. You know, it's only 12 games. But, you know, they opened up with 10 games on the road. They went 500. They took three or four from Tampa, which was very impressive. And they, they're off to a good start. They're off to a good start. Give them credit. All right, if you want to come on the show, hit your hand icon. Uh, raise your hand. What about the Wimbledon story? Where are you at with that? Uh, also, I want to point out there was a, I thought, a very well written story in the Sacramento Bee today by Joe Davidson as it related to DeMarcus Cousins. And Joe is spot on. His story was absolutely spot on. And he made a lot of really good points about Cousins, who is just, I mean, I, I don't know what else to say that I haven't already said about the guy. He's an embarrassment. There is, there's just no other way to say it. He's an embarrassment. And I thought Joe Davidson did a great job in chronicling that. Here's what Joe Davidson put on Twitter. Wrote about Cousins, a giver and a good guy off the court, a lousy teammate on it, still getting ejected. He wants to be appreciated and said middle finger to those who don't. How about the finger right back then? Great job today with the story by Joe Davidson. I'm going to have more on this on my podcast on Friday. But he's exactly right. Absolutely 100% correct. It's a great job by Joe Davidson. Excellent job. He is absolutely spot on. Spot on. All right, give me your thoughts. We got a lot of topics. I would love to hear from you. You can hit your hand icon and we will put you right on. We got NBA. We have the situation over in Wimbledon. We've got baseball. We've got the A's with less than 4,000 people at the game last night. And anything else that you want to talk about here, open form Wednesday. All right, it's your, your stage. You can take it however else you want. But if you missed the story in the Sacramento Bee today by Joe Davidson, uh, check it out. Because he is absolutely 100% spot on. It's a great job by Joe. I thought he was very fair. And I thought his points were absolutely 100% correct. Unlike Mark Spears, who, in my opinion, is delusional, delusional when it comes to writing about DeMarcus. I, 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 there is no objectivity at all with Mark Spears and his stories on DeMarcus. It's actually embarrassing. And I have a lot of respect for Mark Spears. I really do. But I think he's really hurt his credibility when it comes to writing about DeMarcus. He's clueless.
absolutely clueless. All right, let's get to Al. Hello, Al. How are you? Nate, the inmates are running the asylum, my friend. Yeah, right. Isn't that the case? Yes, indeed. Hey, thanks for your uh, response on your uh, interview. Uh, I wanted to find yep. it. On You're talking to Jeff yesterday. Jeff has to have his nape daily fix, and I can't get enough of it either, but I had to get off Twitter. I couldn't do it. I got on Twitter, you know, to follow you and put some comments on there. But, man, I got high blood pressure. I, I just got to the point where other things were popping up. And, oh, God, I got to get I got to get out of here. So I, I had to yep. close. But I still got to wait. I still call you on this app, which is easy breezy. And, you know, shoot you an email and you're very gracious to respond. I'll just uh, add, chime in on the on Wimbledon. You know, it's I guess you can almost say it's it's this is an unprecedented time we live in more so to me because you know if you past wars and, and and conflicts you didn't have this all splattered all over that your consciousness through social media and the internet so it really speaks that i don't agree with the decision on wimbledon i'm with you i don't like to see politics mixed with sports particularly the, the olympics where you know you know the the day in russia invaded yep. afghanistan we boycotted them then you got an yep. athlete who's these guys, as you said, are not, they're not, first off, unlike America, Russian, I don't think the Russian people vote for their, for their leader. I think they're appointed. So if you want to speak to blaming the populace, you'd have to find a country, maybe I'm wrong, that elects their leaders. And if so, I don't think they elect their elected people. No, they don't. That's correct. So in that respect, well, there you go. I'm like, if you know, you had a leader and you had they were elected by the people to the vote. I guess you could haul. But in any event, I agree with you. I think it's it's unfortunate that these athletes are and they can't speak out. We spoke about this a couple of weeks ago. You know, you get you don't get canceled when you get canceled in Russia or China. You and me spoke about this. You don't yeah. lose your you don't lose your career or job. You go missing. You go. You go missing forever. You're gone. So I. They can't yep. speak out. I'm sorry. I don't agree with it. I agree with you, but I think there's just. Yeah, so I mean, much they, they, they they have loved ones that are living back in their homeland whose lives uh, would be endangered. I mean, Enos Cantor went through this with his dad in Turkey, and I mean, there are other examples in other countries around the world. You know, it may seem easy to just come out and you know admonish your government for the war uh but if you have loved ones that live in that country uh you know you're, you're you're putting their lives in jeopardy that's what you're doing when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing chumba casino 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You can't do it. And people, I guess people can't wrap their brains around it. But come on, let's look at the news. Look at some of these people who've gone, who've challenged Putin. Like the one guy, he was po- they poisoned him. Yes. This guy's yes. a former KGB, KGB thug. And, you Correct. know, you just don't, this is not, you can't, this is not a democracy in these countries. This is Russia and China, you know. But anyway, I'm sorry, to, uh, I agree with you 100% on that. And I know, you know, I, I just try to see both ways. And I the, the, the images are so raw. Like I said, I just feel like there's, the emotions are so raw and folks are just, we're saturated. I got off the, actually, I got off the news about six years ago, to be honest with you. I just got, I couldn't do it anymore. I haven't, you're about the only contact in the outside world I have, to be honest with you, because we stream our shows on TV. I don't want, I can't do it. But, you know, there's, we just get inundated to the point where it really ramps up the emotions and to the point where people aren't thinking rationally. <laughs> I, I, I yeah. think it's a, a knee-jerk reaction to if they could sit back and think about it. I want to, you know, they, they would realize, hey, these guys don't, they didn't vote Putin in. They don't necessarily agree with his, his, his policies in the war, but they are in the quantity. But this is, again, common sense. We talked about this yesterday. So I'll just say I agree with you 100%. That's my take on that. Debo, the Debo thing, you know, Grab picks to me are like the old let's make a deal. You know, when when you had Monty Hall come up to you, if you want a good prize during the day, you want to trade right. your 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 washer dryer for what's behind the curtain. You know? <laughs> like Carol right. Merrill comes up to, hey, John Grud, Mike Mack, you want to trade Cleo Mack, uh, an all-pro uh, future Hall of Famer, for what's behind the curtain. You know, n- nobody knows. I mean, I look at it like, like, let's make a deal. And then, you, you know, those people who traded their great good price for what's behind a curtain usually ended up with that year supply of Alpo or something, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. So I, yep. uh, and then I'm a Rams fan. So, you know, they F those picks, you know, which is, you know, I'd take a bona fide body any day. But at the same time, I will say this for the Niners. They, they have the offer out there from what I'm reading. And Depot is, I don't know if he wants to be the highest or what, but they've got a very fair offer from what I heard. But at one point, your hands, the team's hands are tied. And, you know, I read that, you know, George Kittle and Fred Warner, they handled this business behind closed doors. They didn't splash it all on the media, which is the way it should be handled, as you and me would agree. Don't don't put it out there in, in the media like he's done with his his nonsense, you know, now it's all over, it's splashed all over, so keep it in-house. But, you know, at one point, the team's hands are tied. Like Eric Dickerson years ago, he Rams didn't want to trade him. John Robinson, he's the coach. He he set up the team for Dickerson's success. It was a, it, but, in, in, but you know what? At one point, and the coach and the fans are left holding the bag. So that's my take on everything. And you have a good afternoon. and. Uh, and I'll be talking to you soon. Thank you. I appreciate it, Al. You know, I'm, I'm doing a little more research on Putin as we're talking. 
his he, he was elected um he came into power well it, it depends at what juncture of his political career because he's been i mean a high-ranking figure in russia and i'm not an expert on the leadership of russia all right so understand that um but there was boris yeltsin and then it was putin all right december 31st 1999 yeltsin resigned in favor of putin which was his designated successor all right now again i'm not an expert when it comes to the government of russia all right so i'm just telling you that's how he first uh became into power and then i guess uh he was elected all right again i'm not really sure how that works over in russia but that is the way it, that's that's i'm trying to be as uh i guess accurate as i can be because i i don't know e-train you're on with grant how are you today sir Hey, Grant, um, going back a couple months to one of your previous rants, uh, have you heard any update on Alvin Kamara's situation as in regards to his assault charge in Las Vegas? Not yet. It's still ongoing, to the best of my knowledge. Uh, I believe the uh, I believe I read something on a couple of weeks ago that it's upcoming on the docket in court. I want to say this month I'll look, or maybe in May is when it, when it was, I believe. Well, I tell you, I'm all for, you know, innocent until proven guilty, but I, I find it, you know, kind of disturbing that I didn't hear anything from the league or the team, you know, uh, comment or suspend him or whatnot. You know, when you've got video of the guy, you know, um, you know, throwing punches at him, it just seems like, I don't know, that's kind of callous just to, you know, uh, not do anything. Well, the league can't do anything. It's under investigation and they have their own investigation going on. And so they're going to sit back and wait and see what happens on the legal side. But there's really not much the league can do. As far as the Saints, they came out in a statement and said that it's an ongoing investigation and that they are aware of it and that they would not make any comment until down the road. So, yeah, I, I'm not really sure what you want the NFL to do, E-Train, right now. Eventually, the NFL will step in. I mean, he might end up in jail. Forget about playing football. He might be in jail for a couple of years. Well, that, that's the next question I was going to ask you is what the, you know, potential penalty would be for him, uh, you know, depending on how this goes. I want to say it was multiple years. I, I can't remember the figure off the top of my head, but it was substantial. It was substantial. Yeah, perfect. Listen, thanks, Grant. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. All right. Again, I'm trying to be accurate here. August 99, Yeltsin appointed Putin prime minister of Russia. All right. And then when Yeltsin stepped down, he named Putin the acting president on New Year's Eve, 1999. Then three months later, he won the election. All right. So there you go. There was an election. And he's had three terms in his present position. Talking about Vladimir Putin. All right. So there you have it. Uh, 2004, re-elected for a second term. Then in 2012, wins a six-year term as president. 
critics raise concerns about election fraud. So there's a little background. So I guess there is an election. My bad. And again, I don't want to give out uh, incorrect information. All right, let's get to uh, some more phone calls. We say hello to Eli on this open forum Wednesday. Hello, Eli. How are you? Hey, Grant. Good. How are you doing? Good. Thank you. Good. I just got on, so I don't know like how much you've talked about this Russia stuff, and I assume it's in the context of the Wimbledon ban, right? Yes, that's correct. So yeah, I don't know what I've missed, so I you know I apologize. Um, I think that um, you know I think that there's some reason you could justify this ban. I think that you know there's a lot of um, people in Russia certainly that are afraid to express their opinion and rightfully so, but the pressure that they're putting on the Russian government, I think is is a good idea. And I think that a lot of the players that are not able to participate while it's not necessarily their fault. And I do feel for those players. I think it's more symbolic and it sends the message of, you know what, I think that this is unjustified what Russia's doing. And the, the stronger we can send this message, perhaps we can alter their behavior, but maybe not, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it won't alter their well, behavior. Yeah, you make a lot of sense. And I don't disagree with your premise and why this is being done. Uh, you know, will that change, as you said, what's going on with the invasion of Ukraine? I don't have a crystal ball any more than you do, but certainly right. your your comments do come with logic. I will say that. So, yes, could very well be the case. Yeah. And as far as the elections you were talking about, I mean, those elections, you know, if you really are a true opponent of Putin, you're going to be thrown in jail like Navalny was thrown in jail. So you don't really they're not really free elections. I mean, you might have like a communist opponent that, that you let run against Putin just to show, hey, I'm having an election. But these are not legitimate elections. Nobody. believes. Well, yeah. Legitimate. In 2012, there were many, many critics that came out about election fraud. And it was a real big story uh, over in Russia. But, you know, again, I'm not I'm not familiar with the Russian hierarchy, government, how everything works, elections. So, you know, again, I'm, I'm, I'm not qualified to comment on that. But as far as Wimbledon goes, I'm with you. I do feel bad for the individuals yeah, from I Belarus do. and Russia. It's terrible for them. It really is. Yeah, it's, it's not their fault. I mean, even if they spoke, no. up, they would be subject to severe repercussions, I'm sure. So you can't. Your heart goes out to them and you feel for them. But I think they interviewed Zelensky in Ukraine and they asked him how he feels about it. And he said, you know what, like we're getting bombed here and we're going through a lot of a lot of stuff. So, you know, you might yep. have to suffer this minor inconveniences, you know, so you guys have some yep. as far as what's going on. So, yeah, you anyway. know what? And that makes perfect sense to me. I, I understand that. But they are allowed to play in the French Open, but right. they have to play as neutral athletes. And to me, that's silly. I mean, you know, we know where they're from. You know, you're going to enter the tournament as a neutral athlete. What does that mean? I mean, your passport still says Russia yeah. or Belarus. You're still a. I, I, that, I don't understand that. But it, it's again, like the that's Russian what Olympic. It's like the Russian Olympic Committee, right? Yes, <laughs> yes, like, that's it, correct. It's just silly. Yeah, it I, is silly. Just, right. Yeah. So anyway, that was my two cents. I don't know. Maybe it's a little contrarian to. You know, well, and and right. here's the other deal, Eli. The U.S. Open, uh, which is at the end of August, their officials came out today and said they have not yet made a decision as it pertains to the Russian and Belarus players playing in uh, New York. So, you know, they might they might do the same thing. Time will tell. That'll be uh, interesting, yeah. And we might be in a different stage in the war. Maybe it's even over. We've, let's let's pray that we are, absolutely. Um, so, well, kind yes. Of, kind of like with the vaccine thing, right? Like so the tournaments are not necessarily cracking down on Djokovic anymore now that we're sort of more over it than we were back when he was banned from the Australian Open, right? That's a great question. I haven't even been following the Novak Djokovic. Yeah, he's, uh, he's going to be allowed to participate in the French Open, I think. Okay, well, that's good. Um, yeah. 
so thanks. That's good. Um, yeah, absolutely. Anyway, that, that's my two cents, Grant, but thanks for having me on. Eli, it's always good to hear from you. Very good, very good suggestions, by the way. You might be spot on. I really don't know. I just, I'm never, ever, I shouldn't say ever, I'm not on board with politics and sports mixing. I mean, I think we could have had a perfect, I guess, the past Winter Olympics in Beijing, the whole world turned their head to what's going over in China, right? We turned our head. NBC turned their head. Everyone turned their head. Did we or did we not? And the Olympics went on. And the world was there. And there was an opportunity back in February, not that long ago, to make a statement. Again, I'm not for that. I'm not saying I was in favor of that. But the whole world turned their head pretty much. It's the way it is. You can't really debate that. The whole world showed up and the whole world, they turned their head for 17 days to participate in the Winter Olympics. And again, I understand that. But this is a very tough topic in the news today coming out of Wimbledon. And my point with the French Open is, well, so you're going to have these athletes, these players participate as neutral players. What the hell does that mean? Seriously. Right? I mean, that's absurd. Is it not? We do. Everyone knows Daniel Medvedev is Russian, right? We get that. So he's going to enter any tournament as a neutral player. What, 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 like, what is that? What is that supposed to do? Again, it doesn't make sense to me. It really doesn't. All right. Again, if you want to get in and talk about sports, we can do that. It is an open forum Wednesday. So if you want to go off the rails a little bit, then uh, we can do that as well. Again, no show tomorrow. I'll be back with you Friday. Uh, baseball tonight, baseball in Oakland, no score, bottom of the second. And NBA Brooklyn, Boston, that game is starting in about 20 minutes. Philly is at Toronto. That game starts at 5 Pacific. And at 6.30 Pacific, you got the Bulls uh, and the Bucks. All right. Interesting that Philly and Toronto tonight is playing game three, where Brooklyn, Boston, Chicago, Milwaukee is playing game two. little interesting there. All right. The uh, Mets and the Giants, that game's starting in a little bit. You have the Dodgers beating Atlanta. Five to one. Again, the A's, no score in the bottom of the second, playing the Birds of Baltimore. All right, again, I want to hear from you before we uh, say goodbye. Give me your thoughts on the NBA. Give me your thoughts if you read Joe Davidson's story in the Sacramento Bee today. Again, I thought it was an outstanding story that he wrote today on DeMarcus Cousins. I thought he hit, I thought he was very fair. I thought he was spot on. Mark, good to hear from you, Mark. How are you today? How you doing, Grant? Could you hear me? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Hey, I uh, want to get your feeling. I mean, once again, here we are in 49er land, you know, dealing with this Debo Samuels thing. Um, you know, you you got his brother tweeting out things that he wants to leave. You got Debo, you know, 
removing everything that has to do with 49ers on his uh, Twitter page. And, you know, the guy wants to be paid the highest paid player other than a quarterback, you know, in the NFL. And uh, I tell you, I mean, if the 49ers end up losing this guy, I mean, there's going to be a lot of faithful that are going to be really down on this organization. Uh, just when we're starting to, you know, get things back in order, you know, uh, you know, I don't, I'm, you know, you got the Jed York and the John Lynch uh, situation uh, with Debo is not looking good. And, you know, they're the ones who turned Debo into this, into this, into this creation of, you know, receiver running back. And uh, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but it's not a good look for the 49ers, especially when you got a new quarterback coming on. I don't know if all this quarterback stuff is, is bothering them as well, but something went awry. Very, very, very went awry in the background uh, with him trying to sign with this team. And now he wants nothing to do with this team. And I don't know if this is posturing or what, but, you know, it's not good uh, for the organization. What are your feelings on it? I think it's a very sad situation, and I don't see how the 49ers get better if Debo Samuel is not on the field this uh, fall. I, I really don't. And you're right. You know, he is taking all the 49er logos off the social media page, and he doesn't want anything to do with uh, San Francisco. And, you know, where where are we now? All right. Does Debo Samuel now not want to get a deal done with the 49ers? Has he dug in? so much that he's done with the 49ers or are as you said is it just posturing right yeah i you know i i just i i don't know i mean uh you know it's key for this team i mean barring injury we all know that you can yes. be a mediocre team you know yes. uh, you know with one injury in the nfl these days but you know barring injury this guy is probably one of the most the biggest threats in the nfl uh, yes. As far as uh, as far as player goes, uh, I mean the guy changes the game. Uh, he makes yep. defenses think. Uh, you know uh, Shanahan. I mean, you know what's Shanahan going to do without him? You got Trey Lance, who's you know whether he's ready or not. You got the debacle with you know with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, no team has come forward to tie, you know pick him up. So that tells you a lot about Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, he doesn't well, have a salary issue. True, uh, but he's also he hurt. He can't. I mean, they're waiting until he is uh, able to uh, clear a physical after surgery. But go ahead. Yeah, but, you know, a lot of these teams, Grant, you know, a lot of these teams, have, I mean, pick up players that are injured, hoping that they're going to, you know, you know, you know, not have this problem the rest of their career. I mean, we see it all the time in basketball. Look at you know, teams take, you know, take a chance on players all the time, uh, you know, obviously. You know, but I, I just it just doesn't look good. Uh, when I heard this, I just thought it was a bunch of, you know, gobbledygook. But obviously yep. it's not uh, with his, you know, uh, with him doing what he's doing. But this team is in a world of hurt on offense if this guy isn't part of the team. I agree. I don't see how you get better. You know, I was talking about this with Larry Kruger on uh, Monday when he and I did a show on his uh, YouTube live channel. And I made the point. Okay, let's say you get uh, a couple of high draft picks from the Jets. Well, that doesn't mean anything. I mean, you still got to draft the right player. And what's the chances of that player coming into the 49ers organization and being Debo Samuel? I mean, Debo Samuel is special. You just, put, you just said it. I mean, he elevated himself to 
one of the most dynamic, most prolific offensive players in football. You think you're just going to be able to go out and draft that player or two players to fill a void left by Samuel? Maybe you get lucky. Maybe you do draft that individual. But the chances to me aren't good that you're going to draft somebody that's going to be Debo Samuel. I mean, he was Mr. Special for the 49ers last year. I don't see how you lose a Samuel and and become as good offensively. I, I just don't see it happening. You know, I don't see it either. And, you know, the other thing that pro- pro- probably plays into this uh, decision-making is, is, you know, he came in as a receiver. He didn't come in as a running back. And Correct. I don't, I don't care how good he is at running back. I mean, you know, how many players do you know play uh, wide receiver and running back on the same team during the offense during the game? Nobody. There's nobody, nobody. that plays that position. No. So I can no. understand why he's posturing to get more money. I mean, heck, if you're going to make him that, that, that important – on your team, then you need to pay him. Heck, they just paid Jimmy Garoppolo, who really didn't show yep. anybody anything. You know, when he when he came from New England, I mean, he wasn't even a starter because he played in New England and he played behind Tom Brady. And right. you know, they paid this guy a ton of money. And you right. know, and I'm sure that you know people look at that and say, well, wait a minute, you paid this guy, and you know, he's not exactly you know uh, the Messiah of, of quarterbacking. So, uh, like I said, John Lynch. I mean, I, I'm. I mean, I'm having second guesses about John Lynch and his and his general managing skills. Uh, and, you know, uh, Jed York, obviously, you haven't heard from him in quite a while. He's staying in the background. But let's uh, wait, though. Let's wait until the draft, because if they're going to trade Samuel, in all likelihood, Mark, it would be either leading up to the draft or on draft weekend. And if Debo Samuel is still with the 49ers, after that, then I think he's going to be on the 49ers. So, you know, I understand what you're saying about York, but let's wait. You know, right now it may not look good, but let's wait. We don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Hey, on another note, I mean, watching the uh, Warrior-Denver game, obviously we saw the antics from DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, he is who he is. And uh, obviously there was a very ugly scene on the bench uh, in regards to uh, what he did. I don't know to this, you know, we don't know what exactly happened but once again demarcus is in the middle of it uh and you know the, the warriors obviously are playing a different game you know jordan Poole. we talked about this earlier jordan Poole is finally starting to fit in with these with the other four and you know that's pretty scary when you got clay jordan and and steph and then you got draymond and and wiggins uh but you know what do you what are you thinking about this team moving forward if they get past Denver? Which it looks I would like I'll, I'll tell you right now if they stay healthy, uh, Curry's only going to get better. I think the Warriors are as good as any team in basketball when they're healthy and they're right. Draymond Green, I mean, clearly is a difference maker defensively, and with the way Poole's playing, Curry looks great. I mean, coming off the bench, thirty four points. You talk about Wiggins. I mean, I think the Warriors are a very 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 dangerous team right now. Uh, again, assuming health and with the way Clay Thompson, this team's got championship pedigree. They know how to play. They're not about me, me, me. They're all about the team. Everyone understands that they're a fun team to watch. They could be a very, very dangerous team. And, you know, and it shows, and this is, you know, we took, we talked about this before and this shows what the type of man and the type of team uh, and the type of respect that Steve Kerr has. I mean, yep. you take a you take a guy like Steph Curry and you turn him into a sixth man in the beginning of this series. Most people would be upset about it, but it just shows the pedigree and just the type of person Steph Curry is. 
not many people would agree to do that. Uh, especially, you know, when you got a guy like Poole, and obviously Poole is not Steph Curry, but, you know, for a guy to buy into that and say, hey, look, Steph, I need you to come off the bench. I want you to come into this slowly. I mean, I mean that you don't see that today in today's ball player. I mean, you know, it's all about me, me, me. And yeah. we've seen yeah. time and time again with, with the Warriors, uh, it's not about me, me, me. It's about team, team, nope. team, you know. 100%. And, and so that's, I mean, that's what – one of the things I like about them is not only the way they play because they play unbelievable. They're very entertaining. And, uh, you know, I watch the Warriors uh, and Steph Curry, like I used to watch Michael Jordan back in the day, you know, mm -hmm. he's just, you know, yeah. unbelievable. You never know what he's going to do. Unbelievable shots. Yep. The passing skills of this team is just, is just off it's just, it's amazing. It's off. It the is chart. off the charts. Yep. You know, and they're, so they're great. I, I just, you know, I'm, I'm just, you know, seeing that. And don't forget, you know, you know, the two best teams are saying, you know, they have a chance to win this all is Phoenix and, you know, and the Warriors providing they're healthy. But last night, you know, there was a, a, a hamstring injury last night. On yeah, Phoenix. with Devin Booker. That's a big deal. Absolutely. That's a so, very big deal because Devin yep. Booker had 31 yep. points in the first half. And yep. what did what did they do in the second half? They didn't play well and they didn't win. Nope. No, that's a great point. Mark, you're uh, spot on, man. It's always good hearing from you. I really appreciate it. Give me a shout back again, all right? I will, buddy. Have a great day. You too, Mark. Good call. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Some great points that Mark made. Spot on. Absolutely spot on. Right on. All right, let's get to some more phone calls. Let's get to Jerry. Hello, Jerry. Hey, Grant. One thing Mark was saying, um, the 49ers, where were the 49ers at before Jimmy Garoppolo got there? They were a bad team. You're only as good as your quarterback. People, sometimes they forget that. Well, that's true. But they also coincided by getting a really, really good defense. And, you know, you can't forget about that. I, I would agree with that. But I, I think it's more than Garoppolo. I think they built a uh, top flight, top notch defense. I think they drafted uh, very well. Uh, good offensive line. I, I think they're going to take a big step back next year without Garoppolo. I'm not sold on Trey Lance yet. Uh, it doesn't mean I'm not sold on him as a future big-time player. I, I, I don't know that, but I don't think it's going to happen this year. So I think the 49ers are going to take a step back this year. If they don't have Garoppolo at quarterback, which apparently they won't, and they don't have Samuel, I don't know how they're going to be better offensively. I just don't see it. I don't think it's possible. Once again, Grant, thank you very much, sir. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Listen, I, I know that there are very talented players, and – 
You know, we never knew Patrick Mahomes was going to be the way he was when he replaced Alex Smith. Maybe Trey Lance will be the next Patrick Mahomes. I, I don't know. I mean, I doubt it, but he could still be good. But is he going to be real good coming out of the gate? That's a lot of pressure on the young man if he gets the keys to the car, which apparently looks like he will when the Niners open up the season in September. But if you don't have Debo Samuel, <laughs> I mean, if you're Trey Lance, right? And now all of a sudden, your most prolific offensive player is not on the field. I mean, I, uh, I don't know how that works. You know, 49ers just lost a, they're going to lose a big time player. That's all there is to it. They're going to lose a big time player if Debo Samuel is not on the field for the 49ers. And that's that's without even knowing who they might have in return. All right? Don't see it. So I'd be very careful about if you're a 49ers fan thinking that you're going to be okay if you trade Debo Samuel. I don't I'm not in that camp. I'm not I'm not, I'm just not in that camp. I don't see that happening. I really don't. So, all right, again, three games tonight, Brooklyn, Boston, tip off momentarily. An hour from now, Philly, Toronto. And then at 6.30, Chicago at Milwaukee. Just to update you on uh, what is going on. So th those are some of your scores or some of your matchups. And we'll talk about it on Friday. Again, not able to uh, join you tomorrow, but I will be with you on Friday and uh, we'll let you know what time that is going to be. All right. So I really appreciate the phone calls today. Appreciate the feedback, the support. And on my podcast Friday, I'll talk more about the story today in the Sacramento Bee by Joe Davidson on DeMarcus Cousins. If you did not, if you did not read the story, I think you should. I think Joe did a phenomenal job, phenomenal job with the story. I thought he was very fair. I thought he was 100% accurate. And I give Joe a lot of credit for writing that. Too many people kiss DeMarcus's ass, and it's just disgraceful. It's a disgrace. I mean, it really is. And Joe pointed that out. And I thought Joe did a great job. A lot of respect for Joe. I've always liked Joe, but I thought his story today uh, was absolutely spot on. You know, with the comments that DeMarcus made uh, to Mark Spears earlier in the week, uh, Joe was, I think, setting the record straight. And, you know, it's time to move on for crying out loud. You know, he's still begging on Sacramento and Vladi and this and that. He needs to look in the mirror. All right. You know, he's talking about all the coaches he played for. Well, he was responsible for that largely. He was largely responsible for that. He needs to look in the mirror and grow up. I don't think he's ever going to grow up. I really don't. I thought Joe Davidson, again, did a great job in uh, writing about that today in the Sacramento Bee. All right. So, again, I will be with you on Friday. Might be a little bit later than 3. Uh, I'll let you know. I hope you stay safe. Be well. And, again, I'll talk to you Friday right here on Listen Up. Grant Napier saying so long, everybody.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.